When life hands you dried up, beaten up, broken down lemons, do you still have the mindset that I'm going to find a way to make lemonade? If you don't, strap in because today's episode with my new friend Rebecca Shingledecker is going to talk to you about her incredible journey the last few years and why her mentality is I don't care how bad the lemons are, you give me life, I'm still going to find a way to make lemonade. My name is Jake Thompson, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and this is the Compete Everyday Podcast, a show designed to encourage and equip you with the tools to build a winning mindset so you can build your winning life. Text PODCAST to 972-945-9113 to join our Morning Motivation Club and visit CompeteEveryday.com for past podcast episodes and to learn more about our resources and gear for ambitious people who are ready to start winning. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Compete Everyday Podcast, Competitor Nation, and excited about today's brand new episode as we talk with Rebecca Shingledecker about her experience at the CrossFit Games inaugural adaptive athlete division, how life was normal until 2018 when a brain tumor and then subsequent two different brain injuries following that have completely changed her life, but not her attitude, not her tenacity, and not her willingness to show up and compete every single day not just because she's not ready to give up on herself, but because she knows other people are watching her. Rebecca and I talk about her traumatic journey, about the tumor, about the surgeries, about overcoming paralysis. We talk about the limitations that she currently has, but more than that, we talk about the limitless mindset she continues to grow and develop. And what are the things that she does to silence those doubts? What are the things she does to reframe her thoughts in the midst of an uncomfortable workout or when her body's starting to fail her in ways that it never had before? There's a ton of powerful lessons in this episode, most specifically on how we reframe the thoughts we have in our mind. We don't always control what thoughts we think, but we do control if we listen to those thoughts or if we choose to stop and reframe them. Rebecca talks about how she does that. She talks about how her family helped support that with their self-talk. And I think there's a ton of valuable just insights into her journey that are applicable to every single one of us today as we surround ourselves with the right people, as we improve our self-talk, knowing that how we talk to ourselves is the most important conversation going on in our head every day. And what are the things that we can do to show up a little bit stronger every day? So you're in for quite a treat with this brand new episode, and I hope you're ready for it as well. Before I dive into the show, I want to encourage you to join the Morning Motivation Club. There are thousands of you that I get to start the day with every single day, and I hope you listening to this, if you're not signed up yet, today is the day you join. All you have to do is text the word PODCAST to 972-945-9113. That's 972-945-9113. You'll be opted into the Morning Text Club. Every morning, I'm going to send you a little encouraging or a motivational text, and a few times throughout the week, I'm going to drop in some notes on ways to improve your focus, your mindset, your self-talk, just little tips and tricks that you can start using to apply in your daily journey to better compete. The better you compete, the better you have a chance to reach your goals. The more goals you reach, the closer you get to reaching your full potential and finding out just exactly how much you were created to achieve. So all you got to do to join the Morning Text Club is text PODCAST 
to 972-945-9113. Two things to be on the lookout coming up. The Win Your Next Journal is so close. I can feel it. We're getting ready to drop this new daily journal on the Compete Everyday website here in the next couple of weeks. And I hope you're ready because this planner takes the competitor scorecard that was in my book. If you've read Compete Every Day, then you know about the competitor scorecard. So many of you are using it every day. We took the blueprint of that scorecard and we took it to a new level. What I started to see out there in the market is the scorecard worked, but it had some limitations. There are some incredible journals out there in the world. I've talked about some of the best ones. I love Catherine Lavery over at Best Self Co. They have a phenomenal Best Self journal. But sometimes getting into other people's journals, I found myself overwhelmed at everything I needed to do to get going when I really just want to get started. And one of the things I heard about Compete Every Day in the book that really challenged me is this idea that that book is phenomenal if you're experienced with leadership, personal development, mental performance, if, if you've done work in that space, it's great because it reinforces and teaches a little bit more. But if you've never picked up those books, if you always feel like leadership development, personal development, self-help's a little hokey for you, Compete Every Day is a phenomenal starter book because it's straight truth. It's not hokey. It's not pokey. It's not dancing all around. It's all about straight truths and choices and things that we can do every day. And and when I looked at the market on journals and daily planners, I said, man, there's some incredible ones out there for experienced goal-getters. And I highly, highly encourage you to go look at some of those. But if you're just stuck feeling always busy, if you're stuck feeling like you don't know where to start, if you're just trying to keep it all in your head every day and you keep losing and forgetting stuff, then I'm going to challenge you to check out the Win Your Next Journal because this journal is designed to just help you get going. Get your eyes off the busy and start competing every day. Take time every day to flex a little gratitude. Take time every day to build your self-awareness in a straightforward, easy-to-use, easy-to-complete journal. I'll have more details for you about the journal in the coming weeks and its exact release date, but I want you to be excited more than anything. I want you to get your eyes ready to start checking it out because this is going to help you win the day every day. To be locked into this moment, to not worry about tomorrow, to not be living and stuck in the past, but showing up every day to lay a brick toward the foundation of who you want to be, to lay a brick toward the path of reaching that goal, and more importantly, to compete, to be your best self, so you can bring your best self to every single person you interact with. Now, to get in touch with me or the show, drop me an email to podcast at competeeveryday.com. I love getting to hear from you. I love, more importantly, getting to talk to each of you about what you're doing to compete, what goals you're chasing. So if you want to start a conversation, send me an email to podcast at competeeveryday.com. And now let's get into today's episode with my new friend, Rebecca Shingledecker. Rebecca, welcome to the Compete Everyday Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to today's conversation. You have quite the story and an inspirational journey. I know we were connected by a fellow member of Competitor Nation, Reed Fitzgerald. But tell me a little bit about what you did in the last what two months? Two months. Well, I I don't know, man. I'm lost track of time. But yeah, I went to the CrossFit Games. So excited. I was part of the inaugural um, adaptive division and I was um, in the neuro um, neuro division. 
So what, uh, let me ask you uh, about that experience. One, what was the trip to Madison like for you? How was the, how was the competitive experience? Oh my gosh. It was just, it was so amazing. I can't even, I can't even tell you, I was ready to, to come back before I'd even left. So that's why I'm, I came back and, uh, my coach had to, uh, smartly give, allow, um, forced me to take a break, you know, let my body recover because I was, I was ready to start training again. I, I do have the wheel wide games coming up in November, but, but I'm totally uh, psyched to get back to the games next year. I love it. You had mentioned that you were in the adaptive athlete division, the neuro division. Tell us what qualified you for that. Tell us what you currently are challenged with. Well, um, I, uh, so in 2018, I was uh, diagnosed with a brain tumor on my motor control center, which is the part um, that controls your strength. Um, it was March 14th, 2018, which happens to be, uh, well, L, our, our daughter's birthday, but also um, the same day I got my L1 CrossFit certificate in the mail. So um, yeah, on that day, I, I made a decision that I would I would uh, fight it. And um, I was a little naive because I didn't realize what a fight I was in for. Um, but I said that I would take the, uh, my, um, my motto has been that take the sourest lemon life has to offer and turn it into something resembling lemonade. Um, so I, I had surgery, brain surgery. Um, I think it was 16 days later, something like that. So March 30th in 2018, Woke up two days later, uh, paralyzed on the right side and spent seven days in the ICU and then two weeks in um, rehab, re starting to relearn to walk. And um, well, I actually got onto a walker so they could send me home. And then, you know, months and months and, and a long time later uh, before I started walking on my own and and then I had two more brain injuries since then. So within a year, I, I accumulated two more brain injuries, one from a car accident six months after surgery. And then uh, a year after that, um, after a year after surgery, I dropped a, a 65 pound barbell on my head. So that gave me another one. But, you know, that's what got me here and has allowed me to um, to participate in this exciting uh, division. I've it's yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't think I'm to the point where I'd be wishing another brain tumor, but I, I also know that this is part of my lemonade making process and yeah, it's exciting. I've got a, I've got a number of questions for you. One of the first ones yeah. is around the lemonade. Mm -hmm. Has that always been your mentality or was that your mentality going through this process the last three years? Well, like I said, I, I, I was in for a fight. I mean, I knew I, I, I wanted to fight it and, and I, I had plans and I had goals and, you know, I just got my coaching certificate and, and I just figured I wouldn't let this stop me. That, that tenacity has always been and plus, well, what's always been my mentality from a little girl is like, tell me I can't do something and I'll prove you wrong. And, and I felt like in some ways this was, telling me that I, you know, I don't know if I would go so far to say my life is over, but I felt like it was 
putting limitations on me. And, and that's just something that you just never do to me. <laughs> I'm a redhead, so I'm stubborn and, and, uh, and yeah, so it just kind of lit a fire in me and, and I, I glad that I, that it did because when I, I didn't, I never thought I would end up paralyzed. I mean, you know how, when, when you have surgery, they give you all the co possible complications. One of them is always, you could die, but you never, you know, obviously that's not usually going to happen, but the, the possibility of par paralysis was right above that, like unlikely, you know? And so I never thought it would happen to me. And it was only supposed to be like a three day hospital stay for brain surgery. I mean, <laughs> but my mind just ex extended for a long time. And, and so, yeah, that's pretty much how I've always been. Well, one of the things that Reed talked about with you when when he first reached out was just part of your spirit and hearing you talk about your story echoes that because it's very easy for any of us when something happens that's outside of your control which essentially mm -hmm. the tumor was that we become victims and we adopt mm -hmm. this victim mentality and we just kind of give up Mm -hmm. We might not just say, Hey, I'm, I'm ready to die, but we just kind of give up, become very mm -hmm. complacent. Everything you've told me is that you were the complete opposite of that throughout mm -hmm. this process. And so one thing I'm curious about is when, if you remember like lying in the hospital bed or just getting up on the walker and realizing how far you still have left to go, mm -hmm. what kept you continually doing the work showing up instead of just looking at how far you had left to go to get back to maybe where you were to do things yeah. that you used to do and just giving up? Well, I think there's a number of things. Um, one was, um, just, I, I believe that God set me up for he, my, in my CrossFit uh, coaching class, um, training certificate, whatever you want to call it, um, class, I had, uh, a man named Kevin Ogar yep. as my, um, one of my coaches. And for those that don't know, he's, he's became paralyzed several years ago. And he was the first person, I think the only person at this point that is in a wheelchair that became a red shirt. And so he was training us to do things that he couldn't do physically. And, and I, I mess messaged him uh, from my, a rehab bed. And I was like, I don't know if you remember me, but, and he, he messaged back and, and I told him what was, what had went on. And, and he says, I always remember a fiery redhead. And so, so for, to, to see where he, he, he became a, he was a professional athlete. Then he yep. became paralyzed, but then he took up professional adaptive athletics and then all this stuff that he's accomplished. And so that was part, but but really, even without him, I would have, like, I, I just knew it was almost like it made me mad that, that this uh, anger in a, in a productive way, like, um, like, no, you're not going to take this from me. And, and I, I have plans and, you know, and to be honest, the, the plans ended up turning in a different way because I, I, I have a lot of cognitive issues. And so, uh, that have kept me from doing some stuff, but I do do as much as I, I can. And, um, but physically, um, it just, uh, 
it just lit a, a fire in me. And I just was like, because I also had started sharing my story on uh, um, some Facebook pages and stuff. And, and all these people were following me and, and, and I just, it wasn't necessarily my motivation, but I knew I couldn't, I couldn't show them that you to quit, you know, and I have a, kids and just all these people that believed in me and, and, you know, that's kind of a motivator too, but, but really it's just my personality. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, a strong uh, personality with a little tenacity mixed in with knowing people are watching you and the opportunity you have to set the example for them, not only for your kids that you mentioned, but, but those watching online and, and showing yeah. this is what I've gone through. This is not what's going to stop me or define me. Mm-hmm. One thing I'm curious about the road back, it was a long one, but at what point did you start to get the inclination or the itch to say, want to be more competitive with CrossFit. Like I, I want to get back to where I'm moving. Now mm-hmm. I'm moving. I want to start training. Oh, mm-hmm. maybe I want to give this thing a go. Well, uh, I've always been competitive. I mean, like, so I think since the day I was born, so it's pretty much everything is a competition to me, but uh, you're in so the right place. <laughs> as I say, you don't have to, you, you have to more, um, tell me not to compete at some time, you know, uh, but anyhow, I, I had, uh, started, I did the wheel wad open Mm -hmm. in November, uh, which (laughs) just a side note is I had tore my scapulonate ligament in my wrist and, uh, in last April or on April 2020. And, and I had to have wrist reconstruction in July of 2020 and so the, the wheel wide open was um, November of 2020. And it's a miracle that I was able to do that because my hand surgeon said it was like a year recovery. And I was like, <laughs> wow. yeah, so I, I did it and, and I did really well. And so I moved on and then, and, and that also, but to be honest with you, CrossFit, like y'all found out the same time as I found out that we were going to the games. So I, I just determined that I was going to try and crush the open, which thankfully I did because I, you know, they only took the top five to the games, but we found out like six or eight weeks before the, the CrossFit games that we were even going, I read an article and, and I was like, had to screenshot and have someone else have read, read it. And my husband read it. And like, does this mean what I think it means? And so so we, I didn't make a conscious decision to, to, to go to the CrossFit games, but I made a conscious decision to, to do, you know, to crush what I could crush. And, and that's really always my mentality, to be honest. Well, well I, I, I might argue with you a little bit that you did make the decision because even though you got the opportunity, you could have declined it. You, you could oh, have oh, said, of course, still yeah. struggling with this. I, you know, I don't know, I, even though there's other adaptive athletes, Talk to us a little bit for, for everyone listening today that maybe isn't as familiar yet. Talk to us a little bit about the, the neuro division. What were some of the adaptations they made with the workouts or what are some things that, that you've learned to, to adapt in how you train and how you work out now um, that you obviously didn't prior to 2018? Well, yeah. So, I mean, one thing is, is that things make me ill, like it, 
there's there's a difference between being tough and and we all have those things that we hate to do uh but but uh but we can do it i have things that like wall balls uh for instance because my eyes are were affected too um i'm not sure if it's because of the tumor or the the brain injuries afterwards but changing elevation um having to look up and down, up and down, that makes me really, really sick. And um, like nauseous, dizzy, my legs start shaking. And so I've had to learn to, um, at times I've avoided those things just to keep from making me sick. But now because I know CrossFit throws whatever and anything at you and they, you know, and the neuro division is very broad. So that's a, that's a little bit, um, a, little different discussion, but because, um, basically because of, I know that some things make me ill, I just have to push through it. I mean, like at the games, the last day, I, I have never thought I was going to throw up as much, uh, like, and it, it's not just because CrossFit was tough. It's because my brain, like I was shaking, my legs were shaking, my central nervous system, it's taxed. Like, I mean, like it wouldn't be if, if I had a normal brain. Um, so I have to, uh, I just have to decide that I'm going to feel worse than the average person and, and, and go for broke. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, first of all, it was the CrossFit game. So uh, I, who's, who's going to quit? at the CrossFit games. Like I was, I ended up crawling off the floor. Like that's who, who gets to crawl off the CrossFit games competition floor. That's me. <laughs> do you, but, do you yeah. remember in the moment of starting to feel sick, dealing with some of those movements, what, how you were talking to yourself? Do you talk to yourself during workouts? Do you just zone out? What is, what kind of goes on within, within you during the middle of that discomfort during that workout and and then when you start to feel sick yeah i mean and i'm not going to lie to you and say that it it's definitely a work in progress because uh when i feel so sick it's easy to go to a you know like why do i do this to myself place but but i am that's one thing my coaches helped me um it's helped me with more with my self talk and stuff but um, especially because, you know, here's another thing that's happened since my brain injuries is that, well, my, my tumor was in my frontal lobe. And so that controls a lot of emotions and various things like that. I've been blessed that, that somehow it's by miracle that I've been able to control like more than some people, but there's also times where I just feel bad and, 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 I'll have to stop and reframe, stop myself mid thought and reframe it. And now I'm like, you're, you're a champion. You, you can do this. And now having the CrossFit games behind me is like, I've had my husband one time looked at me recently and while in the middle of a workout that was really tough on my central nervous system and said, said that he said, he said, I'm married to a CrossFit games athlete. You can do this. And yeah, obviously it was talking about me, but like, so I wear, you know, like my Jersey and various things to help remind me that who I am. And, and, uh, we all have tough times, you know, 
So we can always reframe, uh, reframe the thoughts in our head and tell ourselves who we are, not how we feel, you know? I love that. Well, and that's one of the biggest keys to life is reframing those thoughts. We can't help sometimes what we think, but we can control if we listen to those thoughts or if we choose to reframe it, like you said. And, and I love how you wear different things. And obviously the people around you reinforce who you want to be and who you mm-hmm. are and mm-hmm. what you've done. And that's how we build our confidence. Uh, yeah. wow. What? So let me ask you this, Rebecca, what has you most excited going into the new year? Because I would mm. imagine that competitive bug is still there to, to make oh. another run at this. Yeah. What, what has you most excited about your second go now with CrossFit? Yeah, well, first, I, I shouldn't, I don't want to discount the wheelwide games because it's a worldwide adaptive competition, which for some, because, you know, the CrossFit games only had three divisions. They only allowed upper, lower upper extremity, lower extremity, and neuro. So we didn't get our brothers and sisters that are in cha- wheelchairs and you know all these things. They, they didn't get to compete. So this is our, this is the competition. This is like world uh, CrossFit Games 2, you know? And so I'm super excited about that. But um, I'm excited to go back to the, to the games and um, just, because I know it's going to be, because other people have seen that we can get to the games, that the competition is going to be even more stiff. And instead of, instead of like thinking, wow, how, how am I going to make it? But I'm excited to compete against even more of the, the best in the world to show my, my work and how I've improved. I mean, I've already, in the, uh, we started a strength cycle for me um, because, you know, strength hasn't been my, my strength, you know, because sheer brute force, um, because I'm not, I'm not a huge person, but also my, my central nervous system gets taxed mm-hmm. and, and it gets kind of, uh, sketchy, but, but these past five weeks alone, since the games, I've, I've already gotten like a 10 pound, uh, push press PR and it, that's huge. And for me, and, and so I'm really excited to, to show my, improvements and show what we can do and um show that we're athletes that um you don't have to feel sorry for we we're um competitors and ferocious and uh yeah i love it i love it rebecca where can people follow your journey i know you're active on instagram what is your username and how can people follow along your journey throughout wheelwide CrossFit games and everything you are attacking to finish 2021 and into 2022. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. My Instagram is lemonade maker 76. And, um, and then I'm on Facebook at Rebecca Shingledecker. What a great Instagram name. Right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I wish more people today took that attitude that I'm going to take the absolute worst lemons I can ever find. And I'm still going to find a way to make something resembling lemonade from it. I really appreciate you making some time this afternoon to hang on the compete everyday podcast. And I know, know our listeners were inspired. Please go online, follow Rebecca's journey. You will be inspired as well. And the next time that you start hearing your own negative inner voices and doubts and wonder, you're going to remember this conversation. You're going to remember that you're going to make lemonade 
And as Rebecca talked to us today, you're going to reframe those conversations to be more helpful. So Rebecca, thank you for hanging out today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. To get in touch with the team, drop us an email to podcast at competeeveryday.com. And to find out more about our resources, content, and gear that will help you build that winning mindset so you better compete for your best life, visit competeeveryday.com.